Some of, uh, some of you have been away over the summer, either on holiday or whatever it might be. Um, some people have been to New Wine. Who went to New Wine? Give us a wave. Uh, anyone go to Naturally Supernatural? Uh, a couple of folks over there. Uh, where there's a bunch of people who are in Lords at the moment, just to cover all of the kind of spiritual spectrum. Um, and they'll be back next Sunday, 36 of them, I think, uh, with Sarah Couchman and Tom Perrier. Um, and you're here. Thanks for coming. Um, whether you've been here for years or whether you are uh, new today, it's great to have you here. Um, I'm Mark, I'm the minister here, and uh, unfortunately you have me preaching for the next month. Uh, so if you don't like it, it'll be great to see you again in October when someone else will be on. Um, but there are seasons in the church's life where we just kind of need to push into one thing and kind of focus in, and that's what we're going to be doing over this uh, this next month for September. We're going to be thinking about uh, Acts chapters 2 to 4 and what it means to be a community. Um, at All Saints, we've got this really simple vision to be a church on the way. And it's got this really strong emphasis on discipleship, on following Jesus, on growing as followers of him, and then going and doing the things that he's asked us to do. And to help us with that, we've got these five habits to pray, to read, to join in with a small group of some kind, to commit to a Sunday service, and to give. And and I hope that you haven't parked those things from when I talked them talked about them last in September, but actually you're having an ongoing conversation with uh, the folks that you know, uh, maybe with your home group, about how are you doing with reading the Bible? Uh, and I challenge you, actually, why don't you ask that question to someone this morning and see what the answer is. How are you doing with reading the Bible? Okay? Or how are you doing? You know, and if you need if you need some new resources, there's plenty on the website. If you've done all of those, we'll provide you with some more. As um, as we've been thinking about this stuff, and 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 the vision conversation is an ongoing one about how are we going to shape ourselves as a church family. Um, we kind of hit this a bit of a bump in the middle of last term where I and a couple of other people suddenly began to find a particular word rather annoying, which is where this little series has come from. Um, and you see, it, it came from this idea that, that we've got this vision focus where we're, where we're focusing on growing as disciples, following the person of Jesus Christ. But then we kind of came to hold that up against the things that we advertised. And and, and what we realized is that the things that we are advertising is primarily an hour on a Sunday called a service. Um, These things. And it's a good notice board, by the way. But essentially, that's what the notice board says. It says, church is one hour on a Sunday. Come and pick from the menu and we hope there's one that you like. And it started to annoy me, and I hope by the end of this talk it will annoy you as well. Um, so in conversation with uh, a number, member of the church staff and, uh, and others on the team, 
We've been thinking about the shape of the church family over the next few years. And don't worry, by the way, we're not cancelling Sunday services, although I have been in churches where we have done that, and it's been really quite fruitful, so we might do one day. Um, But uh, we're also, by the way, not introducing, Robert Page, unless he's gone for the day, uh, a tip pot for whenever I say the word service and then I have to put a quid in. Because we did that at the PCC. I actually didn't put any money in, but I think I would have lost about £30. Um, what we want to do is just rethink how and nuance how we talk about our shared family life. Um, We've just come back from holiday. Some of you might have noticed that uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more sunned than I usually am. And um, one, of the, one of the games that we sometimes play on holiday is how many forms of transport have we been on? And um, uh, it, was, it was a real adventure. Um, this will give you a measure of what our holidays are usually like for Matty. Because uh, Matty went on a plane for the first time and he's 13. Um, so that was a real moment of excitement, and we managed to we managed to do a taxi. By the way, a, a taxi to the airport from here is cheaper than parking your car there for two weeks. Just saying, uh, and they nice Merc um, or Mercedes or something. So we did taxi, plane, car at the other end. We also did a horse-drawn carriage, nice in the middle of Seville, and we did a four-person bicycle. I didn't know such a thing existed. Uh, Good excuse if you're on the back row not to be peddling. Not looking at any of my children. Um, We did a bit of walking. So, you know, that is, we managed six forms of transport. It's not bad, is it? Um, The thing is, is that as lovely as these things are, they are not a good measure of the holiday. They are just a practical description of some of the things that happened. A a better description might be something along the lines of, well, do you know what? We had no idea what the Spanish guy who is leading the horse-drawn cart was talking about, but he was pointing at some very interesting things and his voice was too quiet and we hardly speak any Spanish. But it all seemed very interesting. I mean, that's not a bad description. It's slightly more relational. Maybe you would like to go for something like an adventure together as the Searle family. Yeah? It's specific. It's about who we are. And it's about family. You know, the counting is a fun game in terms of the numbers of bits of transport, but it's just descriptive. And when we come to talking about what we do as church family, the word service is one of those descriptive words. What service means is that there is a particular time pre-advertised when we will meet. I mean, it's helpful for getting you know guests coming and finding us. It's good. So it's great that you're here. Um, it means there's a particular time. You kind of know what might happen. Some man or woman is going to stand up at the front and lead it. There might be words on the screen or out of a book or band that's dependent on what the service is. Um, But actually, it doesn't say much about who we are. It's quite functional. Uh, And it comes with all sorts of other ramifications. You know, service is something 
that you do when you're serving someone else. You know, and so there can be this sense of, you know, I've got to go to church and I'm going to a service. And it's going to be dutiful and dull. I hope it's not dull. But I hope it's not dull because actually God's here. And what we're coming to do is meet with the King of Kings. And so we've been wrestling a little bit with words and whether or not there is a better word that we can use um, other than this one of uh, services to say that that is the primary thing about what we do. And I think a better word, and you know, we'll, we'll bat these around for a bit, um, might be community. Because at least community says something about, yes, you're on the front page, Anthony. Um, uh, community says something about going on a journey together. It says being with other people. And, you know, as a church family, there are a number of different communities that meet across a Sunday. Let me uh, just mention a few of them for you. Um, we start the day with the sanctuary service. It's out of the red books. We do community slightly quieter. Um, we, it's the kind of service where we begin at the beginning and we end at the end. You know where you are. Um, unlike this one, where sometimes we don't know where we are, but we'll finish somewhere and it'll usually be with coffee. Um, that's the engaged one. That's where we are now. And then there's encounter at the end of the day where the worship gets a bit longer and the teaching gets a bit longer and the praying gets a bit longer. But do you know what? They're all part of the same church family. One of them is not better than any of the others. We want to do all of them well because people have different ways of connecting with God. Um, I don't know whether you're aware, but a few years ago, uh, the Enriched team who do kind of our detached youth work, Clive and Joe, plus a raft of volunteers, uh, they started another Sunday service or community called SALT once a month. In fact, it's happening this afternoon over at the Western Hub. And uh, over, over a two-year-plus period, a number of folks have come to faith and uh, it's, it's started to grow. But in order for that to grow, we need to change the way that we think about it because actually sometimes the way that we think about that SALT service and about the stuff that Clive and Joe do within Rich is it's kind of like over here. You know, it's a bit detached from us. You know, detached youth work says that kind of thing, doesn't it? You know, we're doing it over there because it's safe over there. Uh, folks, I, I've been batting this around with Clive and Joe and, and, and I really want that community or, or something similar to grow. In order to do that, we've got to change our thinking about it. It's got to stop being something that's over there and has got to be something that is right at the heart of who we are. So that gets us from three communities to four communities. But actually, there is another one as well. Um, and this one meets on a Tuesday in the morning. Um, if you haven't been to it and you know, you're know you free on a Tuesday morning, come and rock up. These are the sweetest, loveliest prayer warrior heroes of the church that you have ever met. Okay? 
and they come along faithfully and some of them some of them worship in other churches on a Sunday but live around here so they come to us on a Tuesday they are I mean you're, you're good but they are the best I'm sorry you know um and one of the things that I love about them, and there's about, believe it or not, there's about 20 of them sometimes that come. Sometimes they have to put out extra chairs because there's 23 or 24 of them. And they, frankly, they hobble in, okay? And, and Jancis, is Jancis here this morning as well? Jancis is here. You know, Jancis. Jancis gets there pretty much every week. Sometimes she's late because it's taken her a bit longer to walk here. And I'm kind of like, if Jancis is walking up the aisle, everything goes on hold because Jancis is here. And and they have coffee afterwards. And they love and they care for each other. They are great. So do you know what? They should be on the list as well. That's five communities. Actually, there are two more because we're in this group with two other villages. Uh, so Langridge and North Stoke, that gets up to seven. But for today, let's just stick it at five. This language of, of communities, I think, says much more than the language of services. You see, it's more powerful because it's about a connection between people. It's about being purposeful as well as relational and you know each one of them is different each one of them is valued and each one should be honored and you know if you're if if you're at this one or the evening one or the morning one or the Tuesday one and you're thinking do you know what the community or the service that I'm going to is the best and frankly we have the answer to how it should be and if only everything else was like the 9 o'clock or the 6.30 or the then everything would be fine because these other people would get it if that's you and you might have picked up that you're sounding a bit grumpy um, stop it okay We are one church family called All Saints with one vision and one Lord. He's the Lord, not me or you. And you know what? It takes all sorts in following Him. All sorts of different wirings and what we need to do is get into the habit of being a blessing to each other and celebrating the different ways in which we do things. But this community word has also got a danger to it. Let me highlight the danger. You see it's quite a popular word in our culture at the moment. And there is a danger that we kind of, we call everything community and it's all very broad and embracing and just becomes super lovely. When actually we're being much more specific than that. I hope that this language will help us to communicate clearly what we're about rather than be fuzzy. You see, the story in Acts is of a community that is gathering together to reflect on the word of the Lord, to reflect on teaching. They're gathered together for fellowship, to break bread, to remember what Jesus has done. And they are filled with awe and wonder because of what God is doing. 
They shared life and possessions together. They met in big groups and in small groups in their homes. They praised God and the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The Lord did it. You see, we are not some kind of random community that is just another community group. We are a group, a community who is centred on Jesus Christ. I wonder if you have, um, if you've read anything by Jordan Peterson. Anyone read anything by Jordan Peterson? Excellent. I've got the measure of the six of us now. Uh, if you haven't read anything by Jordan Peterson or looked at his YouTube channel, I encourage you to do it. Okay? It will probably wind you up like crazy or you'll love it. And you won't, you're, you, you, you might be in both places through any of his books or any of his videos of going, yes, no! Okay? The reason why you should read him or watch some of his stuff is that he is increasingly popular in our culture and uh, he appeals to uh, young men who want to know how to be men. Okay? And, and, and lots of other people. But he's, I mean, he's very forthright. He's got some pretty radical, not radical, traditional views about how things should be. And he is not afraid to express them. But what's interesting about him is this. Is he uses Bible stories to illustrate his points. He takes the narrative of Scripture as the guiding story and uses that to say, this is how the world should be. And whether you agree with him or not, or you know, that'll be an interesting conversation. However, um, and I've been reading a bit of his stuff over the summer, he, he, as he talks about the Christian ideology... You have to read between the lines. You see, I heard him say this. And by the way, Christian values in our schools are really popular, aren't they? You know, if you go into a, if you go to a Church of England school, all over the walls it'll have Christian values. What are our Christian values? We want to be kind and patient and, you know, loving and all those other things. And they're, and they're fantastic things. But there's, there's, there's a, a dangerous path here and it's this you see Jordan Peterson describes the yin and the yang of life he describes the light and the darkness this Chinese way of thinking and what he says is you know that in the in the light there's this little bit of darkness and in the darkness there's this little bit of light and he talks about the uh, the chaos and the peace. And what he says is that in order to do life well, we have to navigate between the chaos and the creation, the chaos and the peace. But then what he says is this, that that is exactly the same 
as what Jesus said when he said, follow the way. And I went, ding, 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 ding. The alarm bells went on. And I hope they do for you too. You see, to follow the way of Jesus Christ has nothing to do with values. It has nothing to do with being kind and patient and good and loving. It has everything to do with following the person of Jesus Christ and then those things flowing through you. And then growing in all those things. But those things by themselves are nothing to do with Christianity. They're just some great ideas. And good ideas. But they're not the Christian faith. They're just an ideology. And we'll be on dangerous ground if we opt for an ideology or a set of values rather than the real deal. You see, we are to be communities of Christ. When Jesus says, I am the way, he doesn't mean follow this set of principles. What he means is follow me. I am the way. And he demonstrates the way by dying on a cross in our place. You see, the Christian faith is not a level playing field between other world religions or even contemporary culture. And all too often what we want to do is we want to make it so easy for people to come to faith. We want to, we, we want, we want, we dearly want, I hope you do, that you want people to believe in Jesus. And so we want to, we, we want to want to lower the bar and make it easier for them. So we talk about, we talk about community. We talk about joining this thing and we, and we talk about coming along to the club because it's great. You know, and we're all nice to each other because we live in Western. You know? We should not be making it easier for people to become Christians. We should be making it clear. See, Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you've got to pick up your cross. We shouldn't be making it any easier than that. We should be making it clear. Because when we make it clear that it's actually about the person of Jesus Christ, it's actually about you surrendering everything dying in the waters of baptism so that you can have eternal life. Then, then you give up everything to receive everything. If we make it easy, they give up nothing and receive nothing. William Booth said this, and I think it turns out that it's rather prophetic of where we are now. The chief danger, William Booth started the Salvation Army many years ago. The chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost. Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance. Salvation without regeneration. Politics without God. Heaven without hell. Folks, just taking the middle one 
I don't want to do Christianity without Christ. I don't want to do Sunday or Monday or Tuesday without Christ Jesus. And I hope you don't either. And I pray that we will be communities, five communities and more, but more of that over these coming uh, weeks. Five communities who are united in one vision, even though we express it in slightly different ways. One church in Jesus Christ, part of the church across the nation, of all denominations, and across the world. And this particular branch just happens to be called All Saints. But let's make it personal as we come into land, and then we'll we'll worship together. You know, I've been talking about the bigger thing of of us as a whole church family and becoming community and just tweaking that language so that we're clear. But I wonder, I wonder whether you've settled, whether you've settled for values, for ideology, for thinking about essentially how to be good and a bit better rather than actually the real deal which is Jesus Christ I wonder if you've settled for a life hack or another good book about how you can just be a little bit kinder so that you are like Jesus rather than actually standing at the beginning of the day and saying Jesus I choose to follow you choosing to pray in that moment